Welcome to the Mabea Property Podcast, bringing you expert insights and personal stories from the ever-changing Costa del Sol real estate market. Remember, in the world of property, knowledge pays the best interest. Welcome back to the Mabea Property Podcast. My name is Gretel and together with me in the, in the studio today is, uh, is Camilla. We don't have a guest today, but... Um, We're going to have an interesting conversation about uh, strategies on finding the top investment properties. So uh, if you listen to the podcast and you've been thinking about uh, buying something in Mavea, then uh, we hope that you're going to find some good uh, uh, tips and, and insights on, on what to consider and, uh, and to give you a little bit of ideas about it. Um, Camilla. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I I'm see you a bit uh, stressed because your phone is burning up today. Yeah, so. my phone is burning up and I'm going on holiday in a few days. So, uh, yeah, it's just a little, little bit busy time, but it's good. It's a productive time. Mm. Always good to and be I busy, you know, with soon. the viewing requests and, and so forth. So. so maybe we get started and we first of all talk, there is different types of investment properties, right? So in your opinion, what are the... the different options that, uh, that a client can consider when they when they turn to you, for example. Yeah, so there, as you said, very, very much different opportunities and everyone has their own profile in what they want, what they can spend. So I guess first it depends how much can you spend for a property and then go from there, okay? So set your budget and then think what do you want the property or what's the purpose of the investment? Is it going to, is it buying and holding or renting long-term, short-term? Use it also and then cover the costs with some rentals aside, which is then not really an investment. So they are very different uh, products um, and it depends on what everyone wants and is looking for. Yeah, I think uh, one of uh, my thoughts was always that uh, to buy a property and to give it on a long-term rent uh, in in Mabea is, is not really worth it. Uh, I'm just talking purely because from a financial uh, perspective, but I must say that now I have changed my mind because I feel in the last few years, the market has changed uh, a lot. I think that the long-term rental prices have come up uh, considerably. Um, also looking at the amount of work that you need to put into if you want to take a property for a short-term rent. Um, obviously, if you're based over here, uh, me and you, we both manage our own uh, rental properties. Obviously, I have a cleaner and I, I have uh, help like that, but I'm not using a rental management agency. Yeah. So I would say it's a lot more um, active approach, right? So Yeah, true. I'm sometimes doubting whether to do long-term and short-term rentals because uh, as we've been talking off microphone before, I'm just in process of buying a second investment property. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited um, about it, but it's still very early stages. So mm -hmm. the reservation is done and now it's talking to the bank and uh, and starting the the purchase process. And I'm, I don't know what, what I'm exactly going to do with that because I really think that the long-term rental is a very good option, but there's also a risk to it and probably mm -hmm. a higher risk than, than to the short-term rental. The long-term rental is 
you know, you don't have much work with that. Yeah. So in the best case, you'll find someone who pays the rent on time. Um, and I think I would want an upfront payment just to have peace of mind or it should be someone I know. And the rental prices, as you said, have gone up quite a lot. So you can achieve quite a good yield per year doing long term rentals, because keep in mind, it's going to be occupied 12 months of the year um, and you have a safe and secure income of the property. Um, the risk of it is, and we've been talking about that in earlier episodes, that in theory, someone who rents your property uh, has the right to stay up to five years, which is also not a big issue for me as long as they pay the rent, because if I can rent it out long term for five years, uh, why not? Um, the short term renter, I think, under the bottom line, if we do it as we do it, we manage it ourselves, um, you can make more money. So the yield mm -hmm. will still be better. But you maybe also need to invest a little bit more money in the beginning because basically, well, you need to invest more if you want to have a better income. Uh, at the end of the day, you can rent anything here. You know, you can rent a little cage. Everything rents, especially in summer months. Yeah. Um, it really depends how much effort you want to put in there um, and also where the where the property is located you know if it's something which is very close to the beach I would probably not consider a long-term rental because mm -hmm. a short-term rental is very very easy um, if it is a little bit further up like the one I buy I maybe even consider to do a long-term rental the first years get some more money in and then uh, fully renovate the place but because you're also getting it with uh, with a quite a good uh, price um like you said because you're familiar with uh, with the market um and you recognized an opportunity over there did you not consider flipping it i did and mm. i'm still doing it actually yeah. <laughs> shouldn't tell the bank because mm. my, my <laughs> complicated with the mortgage i don't know uh, i think i bought it or i will buy it at a very good price i'm very happy but i am probably an easy client, yeah, because I knew exactly what I want. I had my budget set. I knew what I want to buy and where I want to buy. It just needed the right opportunity to come along at the right price. Um, and that could be a property to flip. But on the long run, and my so my investment idea and dream is to buy more properties yeah uh, ideally once a year let's see how mm -hmm. that goes mm -hmm. uh, and and have a safe pension and that is for me my reason for investment uh, for investment and everyone will have a different reason for an investment but for me the thought of having a peaceful and good life when I retire is the most important and if I have several investment properties and I rent them out um, and it gives me a good pension, then that's for me the best case scenario. And obviously later on you can sell them one after the other and have a good life with plenty of money until it's over. Yeah. So what you mentioned already, the first thing is to is to determine the budget. So I think it's very important for anybody considering a purchase is to kind of sit down and think, you know, um, what they would like to spend. Obviously, how much uh, savings do they uh, have saved up? Um, if they already own assets, you know, sometimes that's uh, at one moment when I felt that I was a little bit stuck. I looked through my portfolio. I looked through the assets that I had and I was thinking, OK, should I liquidate something that maybe has uh, increased, in, you know, considerably on the on the price market and you know liquidate some some money out from certain assets to to buy something next because um, 
my philosophy is uh, similar to, to yours, you know, that the dream is in the end to, to have a steady stream of uh, passive income. But I also recognize that I have to increase my capital. Uh, and, you know, by flipping, this is what you do. You increase yeah. your capital and, you know, yeah. hopefully to be able to buy, you know, instead of one, you know, buy two. <laughs> in <a> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the flipping is always an option. And this is what a lot of investors do here. Um, maybe not that much anymore. It was more the previous years when you were still able to buy a renovation project villa 200 meters from the beach for 300,000 euros with with which after renovation you were able to sell for 1.8 million. But these opportunities become less and less. And uh, yeah, so the budget is, is a very is the key factor I think and also you know it doesn't mean that the more you invest the more you get out of it I personally think the smaller properties or the the, the cheaper properties around 200,000 will give you a better uh, return on investment in, yeah. in, in percentage yeah they give mm -hmm. you a better yield because you know with with the first property I own and and I consider it as a cheap property. I did 9% net in the first year, which is pretty amazing, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, very good. Um, obviously, if you have a budget of a million, then you look at different sort of properties. But it doesn't mean that... Um, your yield is even higher then you know it doesn't it doesn't always depend on the on the amount you invest of what you get out of it you just need to invest clever and wisely now we have the advantage that we know the market and we live here for many many years um that's why i always recommend everyone to um yeah check check out the market for a certain time and and know what you want figure out what you want and that's that's important and have a strategy although <laughs> I don't really have a strategy what I want to do with a property. Um, but at least we know all the ways uh, possible we, we can ha make it work as a good investment. Yeah, I think on one of the episodes we already covered it. My belief is, uh, is uh, to try to buy as close to the beach as possible. Um, like you said, there is not many opportunities on the on the beach that uh, are maybe so lucrative on the, on the entering price. But uh, this is what I look out for. So even if I'm not actively thinking of buying, you know, I do have my filters uh, set up and, and when something pops up on my screen or on my inbox, um, also the agents that I have worked regularly with, you know, they know which areas I like, they know which urbanizations I like. So if anybody has something for sale um, that kind of uh, fits the, my checklist, then they let Go me know. It. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I looked at a studio, I think I told you, which is very close to the beach and it was also within my price range. But then I thought, ah, I don't know, 30 square meters and it needed full reform because I always when when it I look at investment properties for myself, I always would want can I live there myself? You mm -hmm. know, that was uh, important for me. But you're right, either close to the beach or the panoramic sea views or the sea views in general is that was for me uh, the the key either factor or basically. E either or and, and i decided on the sea views and a little bit more living space and more bedrooms um than closer to the beach because closer to the beach you e either need to have a better budget and then that's definitely a good investment because it will never go down in value really um but it was not in my budget so <laughs> just <laughs> And I think also when you think of the budget, then obviously quite early on, you're going to decide if you want to finance the property. And making an investment for most people means using the, the bank's money to 
to make the purchase. And um, one of the advice that we just recently got is that especially if you're a foreigner or a non-resident and uh, you're considering buying a property over here with a mortgage, uh, it's important to, to contact the bankers as early as possible and to try to open the bank account before you actually start going to see the properties because it can be yes. a lengthy uh, uh, process. So for a non-resident, we were advised it's uh, six to eight weeks, I think, together with opening a bank account and actually getting an affirmative uh, response. But on the other note, um, we were also assured that uh, as long as the property makes sense, you know, within the parameters of your income versus what the... Uh, um, monthly uh, mortgage cost would be, uh, there isn't really uh, issues. It's just a matter of the timing, the paperwork and going Correct. through the process. Yeah. So it's uh, it was very encouraging to, to hear that as well, I would say. You know? I think it's super important whether you buy as an investment or you buy uh, as a holiday home or uh, I think whether you buy an investment property or a house for yourself or, or whatever reason you buy a property for, if you buy it with a mortgage, you should be well prepared. Yeah, uh, Out of our own experience, we know how long these mortgage procedures take um, and we are not in the position to buy without a mortgage or we don't want to buy without a mortgage. Um, go to the bank, uh, prepare everything, get your paperwork ready, speak to your lawyer, speak to your accountant, because then you are in a much better position to move on fast yeah, and also negotiate yeah. a price. And uh, one of the tips and tricks that we got from the talking with the, with the mortgage um, advisor was that when applying for the mortgage, it should be always for the primary residence or for the holiday home. It shouldn't be referred to as an investment property. Yeah, but if you already have two properties with the same bank, then it's very difficult to tell them you live in yeah. three properties. But um, that, of course, it's always you always get the best um, mortgage options if you are buying uh, for your first residency. So if you are a, a foreigner and you're looking to buy an investment here in Spain, don't tell the bank it's an investment. It's your first residency. Well, but then again, it depends, I guess, because uh, one option is to use bank financing, but not in Spain. Correct. So, Very, for example, yeah. uh, what I also encourage you to do is if you have uh, assets or if you have property in your uh, home country, is to talk to the bank over there and see if they're willing to borrow you against that existing asset or existing property to finance uh, a purchase in Spain. Because obviously they wouldn't be using the property over here as a as a, um, a backup. But if you have assets to leverage in your home country, then that's also one option that you could do, for example. Yeah, and um, I had a few transactions where clients did it. And they tried to get a mortgage here in Spain and it was... Um, yeah, it's just a longer process. Uh, and then they decided to speak to their bank in mm -hmm. their home country. In this case, it was Germany. Take a part mortgage on their paid properties, houses. It went super fast um, with very good interest rates. Uh, and this is the way they, they bought the property at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. So definitely uh, an option to consider if you need to buy with a mortgage and you already have a property in another country. Yeah. And uh, we do have in our list of things to, to talk about in the future, also going in depth into different areas of Mabea. But if you're considering buying over here, then obviously one of my recommendations is, first of all, to narrow down which area or areas uh, you would like to make the purchase. Obviously, the price and the budget kind of determines, but yeah. uh, it's still, I mean, if your budget is around three to 400,000, you know, you're open to quite a uh, few areas. Uh, create yourself a checklist of what's important for you, like you said, when it's, uh, is it the sea view? Is it the minimum of two bedrooms? Because that's the setup that your family would need. Um, 
are you planning to use it for a short-term rental, you know, and, and is it important for you to make the return on investment on the short-term rental? Are you open to possibly renting it also on a monthly or, or for the longer periods of time? And that will... Uh, help you establish, let's say, your framework or your criteria on the property that you're looking. But then I also recommend if um, you obviously when you're looking to buy over here, you probably visited the area before. So I think it's super important also to get to know the area a little bit before. Yeah, and much. ideally, you know, if you're coming over over here, you know, you have your two weeks that you can kind of explore the different areas. Book yourself into different Airbnbs in the area. Get familiar yeah. with the different no, urbanizations. Walk around, get to know and also see how the properties that are on the short term rental market, how they're doing, for example, you know. Yeah, because there's not one area which is considered as the best area to invest or it's the cheapest or the most, you know. Know, every every area has its pros and cons, and it depends on that person needs what uh, uh, what area could be their their best investment. For me personally, I wanted to buy investment property very close to my house uh, or very close to where I live. So if I consider doing short term rentals, you know, in the summer, you don't need to drive from Calahonda to Estepona to check yeah. people in because it will probably drive you mad. Um, and also, I bought in the area. I know best and I know the price is best. Now, obviously, for people who, who are thinking of doing their first investment, um, they, they, you know, they don't have a feeling for the area. And that's why take time. It's a very good idea to rent uh, an Airbnb uh, in different areas and, and check out and see what, what feels best for you. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big believer in also lists. So I literally just write down the pros. I write down the yeah, cons. Yeah, I've noticed that you yeah. really like lists. <laughs> I like my list because it kind of helps me analyze uh, analyze the situation uh, better. And if you know somebody that lives in the area, um, maybe you know a friend or a friend of a friend to get some more uh, insights over there as well. Um, and I think once you kind of established interest in in few different areas then one of my recommendations also is to see at least you know 10 properties over there i mean i know for an agent probably it's uh, it's a difficult no, job no, to no, no. to uh, to take on but i think it's also important that you see as many different properties as possible that fit your potential price range so you also get the better sense of the the market and what yeah, you're comparing you need to see what you don't like in order to know what you like so yeah. um to see 10 properties before you decide to buy is actually under average i see i think normally um, especially if you're not very used to to the areas, then you probably look at more than 10 properties to really know what mm -hmm. what you want to buy. But one, one thing I like to say, and I really like to encourage people to invest into properties. And unfortunately, I must say, I started too late with that. Um, when I got into this business, then I started to realize how clever and good it is. Obviously, investments can also go wrong. But I think to now I see younger people and they seem to be more clever than when I was young. But I see people in their early 20s and they consider buying a property as an investment. And I and I always say, go for it, do it. It's so clever uh, to start when you're young and build yourself uh, your own little portfolio of properties. Uh, you can only benefit from that all your life. You will be financially independent. And also women, guys, especially women, actually, um, 
do it go for it you know it is it is something which is doable you know people always think or a lot of people oh my god there's so much money and they they hear 200 300 400,000 euros if you have good savings if you have a good job um give it a go and i can encourage everyone to invest into property whether it's in spain or in any other country in the world i was just reading uh, a book die with zero if uh, somebody wants to read it, very interesting book. And uh, actually, it makes a very good point that especially if you're in your early 20s, the fact is that you're going to be making more money in the future. Mm -hmm. Because as you advance in your career, as you get more experience, you know, the studies start paying off. So you're going to start making naturally more money. So to get the mortgage already early on, um, it's... uh, it's a smart thing. Yeah, to, and you can um, get a mortgage for 30 years, uh, yeah. which means now, obviously, I'm over 40 <laughs> and, you know, the banks don't give you 30 years anymore. So the monthly payment is is higher than when you're young. Um, and, and yeah, so I definitely recommend probably better to invest in property than in crypto. But, <laughs> you know, that's I, a different topic. <laughs> maybe also some key takeaways from our past episodes. So when we talk to the... Uh, person managing the short-term rentals. I think one of the great uh, insights was that the most uh, common uh, apartments in demand are the two-bedroom ones. Um, yeah, I listened wisely to that uh, tip from yeah. Jana in that yeah. episode. At the same time, like you said, for me also, I believe that the smaller the property, the higher yield. So it depends what's important for you. Yeah. Is it the liquidity? Is it, uh, well, it's obviously all the aspects. But uh, if you're specifically keen on making a higher yield, then probably the smaller the property, the more you would uh, yes, make. Yes, but um, with a slightly larger property, saying one bed or two bed, you always have the option of renting it out long term and you get quite good money for that. With mm-hmm. the studio, yes, for short term renters, I agree. With long term renters, it is going to be a little bit more difficult. And only looking back at the last, uh, or the, the only epidemic we had in the, in the COVID times where no tourists came, which means then you can't rent out your property, you can't have any income. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have a two bed, two bath property, you can always rent it out on a long-term base even yeah. if there are for any reasons uh, tourists are not coming to to Spain for a certain yeah. amount of time. And then another key takeaway with talking with Maria, the, the lawyer, was obviously making sure that the property allows the short-term rentals because yeah. as an investor, then that's an important point. And I think that's also why I'm leaning towards the properties that are more on the beach side because I feel that on the beach side, there is a lot of urbanizations that more than half the properties are bought as investment properties for the short-term rental. And my personal fear always is if I'm buying in a more residential area is that the urbanization at one moment will take a decision not to allow short-term rentals. I personally experienced it not with an investment property, but with a home. Uh, So it was a a place where I lived and where I purchased an apartment. And uh, during the course, as step one, they increased the community fees for the properties that were out for the short term rental by 30 percent. And then as a second step, they took a decision to uh, forbid the the short term. rental. Yeah, that that is something you really have to look into that because Although you decide to rent it on a long-term base, you want to have the opportunity to rent it out short-term if it is an investment. Yeah, Once you have the rental license, even if the community decides they don't allow renters anymore, they cannot 
They cannot take it away from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So one of the first things actually that you can do, and that's what I did, although it was my home and I wasn't renting it out, as soon as the community uh, notes came out with the future meeting, because usually I think they need to let you know 30 days to 60 days advance that yeah. they're planning to call uh, the meeting, even if not longer, I applied for the short-term rental license and I made sure that my property was registered in the system. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. why my yeah. property, for example, it, uh, it was exempt. Yeah. So it couldn't be considered. But I, I advise it uh, to do to uh, yep. for anybody because I think uh, to register it as a, as a short to, to get the touristic license it costs you about if I'm not wrong around not 120 to 150 yeah. euros. So just do it because you, you don't do have it, any. Uh, I always I, I recommend to do it while the purchase front exactly purchase while you're purchasing the property because you're using a lawyer services already. So why not already secure the uh, short term rental license? So if at any moment you do decide to put it for a yeah. short term rent, you can do that. And also in case the community ever brings up a discussion about it, you know, your property should be exempt because they cannot take it away. Yeah, or become president of the community. Then it's oh. all in your I actually became president of the community. I, we bought <laughs> our you? house. It's so basically, you know, everything has to go over my table. Uh, no, but it's a small community with with a few houses only. And uh, yeah, so it's a different situation. But obviously, well, if I'm you laughing. become part of the board of the community, then... You I'm know. laughing, but uh, in Estonia, I own uh, two properties and I'm actually on the board of both of oh, the yeah? communities. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah. it's good, at least. But it's a lot of well. headache as well. I mean, it's a job that... Um, yeah. But exactly the same reasons, because I want you to have be involved, control. especially making uh, an investment yeah. uh, into a property that you're going to be using, you know, for... Uh, but uh, we will see, we see that a lot more now in so many communities they don't allow rentals anymore yeah mm -hmm. it is more and more so you really uh, should look into that um and as you said usually um, properties beachside or communities beachside they would not yeah. stop allowing rentals because obviously it's a it's a big part of the concept yeah. of a beachside uh, property and yes the closer the property is to the beach the better rental potential it has And once you get to that point that you identify the, the property that you like, um, obviously what we both have recommended, I can't emphasize enough, is to, especially if a foreign buyer, you know, using a lawyer uh, to help with the transaction. One of the due diligence that the lawyer does, they always ask the community uh, meeting minutes mm -hmm. from the past two to three years. Usually there is uh, average, I think it's uh, once a year when there is a community meeting. Yeah. Uh, and these minutes in most of the organizations, they're documented both in Spanish and English and although it's your lawyer's job and she does the due diligence I recommend you can ask your lawyer to provide you the copies so yeah. you can also read through you can see what's happening in the community for example I'm very surprised that uh, the urbanization where I bought myself a home now um, they are super active I mean the board uh, of the directors um, They're a little bit uh, older. They probably have a lot of uh, time in their hands, but they're so super active. They're constantly making improvements. I mean, I lived on the property for what, like six months or a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, they're changing the post boxes. They're changing the key yeah, systems. They're good. changing the door. So there is constantly something happening. And they also have a vision for the future, which I really respect. Opposed to the other urbanization where I used to live before, I didn't really see much action over there. Yeah, you know? but I see that more and more. And mm -hmm. that is down to the fact that people can all afford to pay the community fees. There are mm -hmm. no debts. So in general, the communities have more money. And then if they have a clever board or, or president, they do invest um, wisely. Uh, yeah. And this is obviously always good for, for your investment. So definitely check the community um, because 
I have a few properties for sale and then there are special regulations. For example, the building had to be painted and now for two years, everyone needs to pay 100 euros more per, per month. Mm -hmm. And this is important for you to know also because the yeah, community fees... Yeah, the calculations. Yeah. yeah, community fees anyhow is a very important factor if you buy an investment property because, you know, you need to get yeah. that in first before you make money. And what I recommend also is that uh, if you're touring these properties, uh, when you're seeing different properties, ask these questions already. Ask the questions, what are the community fees? And ideally, what I recommend is... Uh, Ask the agent to get the copies of these uh, receipts. What's the EB, which is the annual uh, property tax? What is the rubbish tax? Well, the rubbish tax is pretty much the same in the yeah. city. But the community fee receipt and then also the annual property tax. And write them down and you can compare because you can also see how different it can be from urbanization to urbanization, you know. Exactly. And set yourself a limit. Because when I decided to buy another property, I said I don't want to pay more than 180 euros community fees, ideally mm. less. And then you can already take out quite a few communities. Well, depends on the area mm. where you're looking. Um, because community fees can vary a lot. And sometimes it's not so obvious why. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I see communities and they are like 220 euros per month for a two-bed apartment. And I'm thinking, why? And the owners say, yeah, because it is very well kept. Yeah, okay, other communities too. So it is very important that you know your costs, uh, such as the EB, which is the yearly tax on the property. So you need to calculate your monthly cost for the property, which is very important when yeah, you make your, your calculations cost, exactly, yeah. for, um, for the profit you can make with the property. Yeah, exactly. And then once you've identified the property that kind of piques your interest and you think it's, uh, um, you know, could make a good investment property. So also we have a kind of thought of list of questions to to ask. And I'm sure yeah, that you're going to have a lot. It's to... interesting to see this question as from a client's point of view and yeah. being an agent, some questions are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing, obviously, is the reason why is the property yeah, for sale and you never the get the direct answer, you know? No, but... The, at the end of the day, why? Who? Wh why? Why? Why should someone be interested? Of course, like when I bought this property, I am going to buy now. I didn't care why he wants to sell. You know, sell it to me for a good price. Um, but this is the typical question we get from buyers: Why is why someone wants to sell, and how long has it been on the market? Exactly. <laughs> I bring you an example. What I found out when looking at one property: Why is the property for sale? Um, because the owner of the property had to relocate to Madrid, back to the original family, because uh, uh, the mother had Alzheimer's and, you know, didn't really have an option. So that kind of gives me an indication that they're going to move either or. They're not moving and then that dependent makes you think you can negotiate a better price. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes that's not the case. But when I um, show a property, so I meet the clients outside the parking, and then when we walk to the property, I always explain them the key factors about the property, size, da, 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 and I always tell them why the owners wants to sell, because apparently this is something of high interest to buyers. But I can tell you from my experience, it doesn't... The, you, it doesn't really matter why they want to sell. You sometimes can negotiate a price just as good if someone is in need to sell or not in need to sell. So mm. you can always try your luck. And you don't think that it's important to, it could give a good indication to somebody looking to buy a property to see how long the property has been on the market? 
Uh, yes, if they tell you the truth, how long it has been on the market, um, then... And if, is, you're, is, if you're viewing with an agent, then obviously the agent has access to the resale backend system. So you should be able to see how long the property yeah, has exactly. been on the market. You can no? see how long, if it is in the back office, we can see exactly how long it's been on the market. And it is um, very important when I... Um, offer properties to clients who want a good investment and I see the properties on the system, I always check how long they've been on the market and if there has been a price reduction. And this is, for me, a good indication to see, well, it's too yeah. expensive or not. Because also, I think that's an interesting insight to the listeners. So the system that we've been referring to quite a few times, this uh, resales uh, online, what the property agents over here yeah. use. I mean, there is a few others, but uh, that's the primary one. Uh, not only does the agent see on the back end how long the property has been listed, but they can also see if the property price has been modified. Yes. Whether actually, usually uh, we would say uh, if the property price has been reduced, but believe me or not, in the last few years, the property prices were quite a few times increased. <laughs> yeah, no, we can we can definitely see at our back office how long a property has been on the market and it is always interesting. And I from my personal point of view, I a property should sell within 6 months maximum. If mm -hmm. it doesn't, then it's too expensive and the price should be adjusted. So if you know Oh, there is some other issues with the property. Yeah, of course. Um, Licensing. Yeah. Complicated But this, this is what you should ask anyway. Yeah. So mm. if I look for an investment property or a property in general for my clients, I will get this information before I even offer it to my client. Yeah. Because sometimes even if it's a good value property um, and it's been on the market for a time and I know that they are very negotiable, if it has legal issues and it, for example, hasn't got an LPO and my client wants to rent, I still wouldn't even offer it to them. Mm-hmm. I guess it's interesting. Maybe it's just me that I've kind of ended up with all these awkward situations. But um, one of the interesting purchases I made was I purchased a property which had four owners. So it was a mother with uh, three children. One children lived in Singapore, other one lived in Holland, and the third one lived in Belgium, and yeah, the mother that was here. Complicated. And they all had to do the power of attorney in their respective uh, countries, so it was a lengthy process. I also had an interesting experience where um, I found a property I liked. I made an offer, we negotiated, uh, came to the deal, uh, wanted to pay the reservation, uh, the deposit to, to lock the apartment in. And uh, one of the co-owners, it was a couple, old couple that owned it, died. Oh. So what happens is that because it was a foreign couple, they were, let's say, from Belgium, if I remember correct. I can't, uh, I can't be sure. Uh, they then have to go through the inheritance process. Oh. So it's going to take a lot of uh, yeah. time, you know, during I that time. I would probably because, step away from that because, because then it can they, take two would, years. They, they inherit it, but not only because then the inheritance goes to the children that then need to uh, give the father the right to, to sell. But even more interesting, that particular property, um, we said, okay, we wait. We were not in a rush and, you know, we liked the property and uh, and uh, we were still keen on putting deposit down and waiting because, you know, we were so sure in it. Yeah, okay, that is, yeah, of course, yeah. that's a different scenario. You can also be very lucky if you do it and wait because at the end you buy for yeah. a much better price than Well, we thought value. we were, but then it turned out that they <laughs> sold to somebody else. Oh. And funnily enough, uh, it turned out later on it was friends of friends. Oh, great. That got the apartment, so. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, oh, my God. Hello friends? to, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 
an Estonian couple that you also know. So hello ah. to you guys, you know. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, yeah, that it's, that's one. the apartment. Yeah, exactly. So, know. you know, I've, I've had interesting <laughs> situations and that's why I always ask, like, why people are selling and how long it's been on the market. And sometimes, you know, there is complicated situation because there is so many foreign buyers and there is things that are not necessarily happening over here, but that are happening somewhere else. So the properties become a little bit more complicated. Yeah. But, you know, you can get uh, good deals uh, yeah. out of it still, you know. Very true. And uh, being an agent, I had many, many property transactions and uh, a lot of them had complications. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I, I think, you know, it's better if you walk away and find something else because, you know, it's not really a solution to it. Or because one of my partners that I invest together, you know, he's very good at... Uh, um, resolving these paperwork issues, you know, because sometimes it's just a matter of getting an architect involved. Something, sometimes it's just a matter of, uh, you know, a few months of waiting yeah. and doing something and the property value will increase tremendously. I mean, until today, I had a property that uh, we viewed and we were pretty sure we we're going to take it. It was actually, it was an apartment and it was located in uh, in Mabea. So that was one of the properties that actually looked in the center of Mabea. And, you know, we loved the vibe and everything. And it was registered as a commercial property. Uh -huh. um, Uh, under the company's name and until today I actually think that we walked away um, too early uh, okay. because we kind yeah. of got well. uh, put off a little bit about the fact that it uh, it was registered as a commercial and there was few other hidden things but now talking more with the lawyer you know about it I think there was a good the, opportunity yeah. to be picked up but and always the experience. price point was uh, was so uh, but, but that is experience and also when you are a well experienced Mabea pro in investments Uh, you can oh, I take call myself a pro now, <laughs> no, but, but you, you, know, you are willing yeah. to take more of a risk, okay? Yeah. Um, well, not too much. I think I'm quite conservative. No, but in my... but you or you know you can maybe solve some paperwork issue. Like the first house I bought, um, no LPO. I didn't care. You mm -hmm. know where I know a lot of people would walk away because yeah. especially with a house, it's it's effort time. That was my house for myself. I didn't care at that point if it had LPO or not. I can still sort it out in the next 30 years, and then you maybe get a better better yeah. deal you know so it, it it doesn't oh it it does depend on yourself or in, in my case on my client if i would want to sometimes i know no these are pretty straightforward germans square hats and um it has to be 100 correct yeah. all the documents in place otherwise there is hidden opportunities for sure i mean i completely respect what maria was saying also you know you hire a lawyer for a reason so listen to the lawyer when they give you advice yeah. but in the end of the day um like with any situation it's unique to you and to your needs so you can make the decision i've also purchased the property that uh, doesn't have an lpo and you know I, i did a very calculated uh, uh calculated decision in in that particular uh, case yeah. as you know you know i think one of the other things that uh, i like to ask especially if looking for an investment property it's true that most of the properties in spain they're in quite poor condition the resale properties mm -hmm. and you know i love the the worse the pictures the worse the condition the yeah, more yeah, value too. i see exactly. because i also know that a regular uh, buyer you know mary from uk like we have you know would be probably put off by this uh, yeah. poor pictures and poor condition um, but sometimes, you know, it's also good to ask about the, if the furniture is included and what's left into the apartment, because, yeah. you know, if you can reuse some of the, uh, the items to, to kind of save up when you're getting the property ready for the, for the rental, for example. And uh, I think a very important point is also to, to when you do the comparison. So let's say that you narrow your properties down to, to few that you're potentially liking is uh, the existence of the, the parking and the storage, especially on the beachside properties. I've had yeah, properties that I've seen that don't have a parking space and I know it will be a nightmare. 
Like yeah. without the parking space on the beach side, it, it will be very, very difficult. Yeah. And uh, no. it will generate negative reviews, especially yeah, for yeah, a short-term you rental. Yeah, you know? But usually communities, beach side, they have parking. Yeah, but if it's com if it's like but an Believe open, me or not, I've seen few apartments yeah, that don't yeah. have it. And I'm like... Phew. Well, you know, um, coming back to the condition of a property, I think maybe first-time investors, um, if they can find a property which is ready to go with a good rental record, yeah. uh, then it's a good opportunity um, because you know what you get, okay? For me, and I think for you too, we like to buy properties where we need to put some do work them in and bit, do them yeah. up a little bit because then it's not only the investment on the on the income with the rental, you also have the increase of the property value which for me is an important factor too okay yeah. but it, it doesn't need to be for everyone because if you buy a, a studio uh, renovated with a good rental record for the past years at a let's say normal value market value mm -hmm. it's a good investment right but i like to put my little touch in and i like yeah. to refurnish and um, and increase the value of the property but that depends on on everyone's needs. yeah because if uh, if you're looking to buy a, a property that's already that doesn't need work because you know maybe you're not living over here and you don't want to put in the time and effort or you can't put in the time and effort Still so you're looking investment. for properties that uh, are already let's say maybe even on the on the short-term rental uh, market yeah Exactly. I think it's also if you're using an agent, it's a good uh, opportunity to ask the agent to give you an yeah. example of the, the return on investment calculations and they can provide you an overview of uh, of what they think the property could uh, make. We're going yeah. to make a separate episode about talking about the uh, return on investment calculations and how we do it and what should yeah, you consider. Exactly. There is uh, different uh, ways of doing it. And I think also in Spain specifically to give you insight of what's the aspects that you have to consider, you know, in your operating costs, but also when purchasing a property, how I, for example, do the calculation, how do I divide the, the year, what is the peak months, what is the occupancy rate that I use, how do I determine the average nightly price. So I yeah. think that's going to be a very interesting insight and and I'm happy to share this uh, uh, example uh, calculations also in our Facebook group, you know, because it's a, it's a close community group, so I'm more than happy to, to share yes, that please. insight. Um, yeah, I also like to make a point there. Please contact us and especially in our cl uh, close Facebook group, we like to discuss with you. We like to hear your story, your experience, if it's good if it's bad it's just uh, very interesting for us and for for all the community we can just support and help each other with um, sharing our stories but Gretel let me ask you a question um, I'm personally interested and uh, on different or in another episode we've been talking about new developments mm -hmm. do you think obviously if the budget is right you know we know they're a little bit more expensive do you think a new development is a good investment uh, in Spain yeah I wouldn't go for the new development and particularly because like uh, you mentioned, there is a lot of resale properties that uh, are in a poor condition. I also like to add value by renovating, maybe not uh, completely, but adding my touch, uh, redecorating them. Um, I also think that... Uh, Because I'm particularly looking on the beach side, there is not many mm -hmm. new developments oh, on the are, beach side. Oh, they are, but it's like 1.2 million plus. Uh, villas mostly, I think, because it's yeah. the plots I don't really see apartment. Well, the uh, one in Costa Bella, the new um, complex. Yes, but it's around there. And I look at the pricing and everything, but I just feel more secure 
in Spain for some reason buying a resale property. Like I said, in Estonia, I only buy new developments, but also the market is different because mm-hmm. what we learned from from our guest over here, it rarely happens that you can buy a new development in Spain and actually physically go in and, and see oh, the yeah. property. You have to buy it that early on that you're two or three years out from the completion. And by yeah. the time it's completed, it's all 100% sold or you have this one shitty little corner unit looking at the garbage that you can get. But in Estonia, it's a different story. I it's know, quite yeah. often that they get ready. Yes, majority might be sold, but you still have a good selection of the properties. Maybe the building process is also is uh, is uh, faster because I bought the properties. Yes, I bought also completely on the paper, but one of the first new developments was actually when the, uh, when the um, apartment block, I think it was about to get ready. So I think it was about three, four months from the completion. So I got the hard at tour. I could go and tour the property and, and you know, already touch it with my hand and, you yeah, know, see what the views are and so forth. So, but it's also because I think in my home country, I'm in a lot more secure position in that sense that I feel I know the market. I know the developers. It's a small country, obviously, and I very well know the regulations and the rules. So yeah. I know what my rights are. In Spain, I feel I don't have that... Um, it's level not of comfort. Well, I mean, as, as, as Kian said, there is a lot of regulations and things around it, but, yeah, but I the still prices feel like are not so regulated. And I feel um, a, a new development can be good for a, a rental. I think, yeah. Yeah, or like you said, if you want to get the new development because you want to buy it as a, as a home that you want to occasionally rent out, you want to get something modern and you don't want to do the work, then sorry, this is one of your few uh, yeah. options, you know. But I don't think that on a new development, obviously depending on the stage you buy, there is a lot of profit to make on the property. Yeah, um, but if you want to hold and, you know, buy if you for want the to long hold, term. Uh, then, yeah. then, then it's yeah. good, but I've experienced a few resales of new developments and they are really struggling uh, to come out of it break even and that that's why but I even because the there is a lot of variables that you don't know because what we learned also is that buying a new development you don't really know what the community costs and fees are going to be so there is yeah. there's a few variable things and I do think especially in the last few years because the property market has been active on both buying and selling um, which means that there has been a lot of uh, properties on the market to to see yeah obviously when I uh, hit the mark when I have so much money that I'm buying uh, a property per month then Maybe I'll consider a different strategy. But right now, because, you know, I'm also, Uh you know, aiming to to buy each year, you know, few, I still find... Okay, not few each year. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish, you know. <laughs> well, there is years when it's, uh, it's few more because, you know, if, if I'm uh, doing flips, but uh, um, I feel more comfortable on the resale when, market. Uh, how old were you when you bought your first property? Uh, I think in my late 20s. All right. Yeah, I think I I feel I started way too late. I now, know, but I feel the same uh, way. Time is I running, too and late, I wish know? I was I was more clever when I was uh, in my early twenties. Yeah, to but be honest, then but maybe would have made different kind of decisions because of course. But imagine looking I back feel at the property prices then. Oh my god! Because when I started, I started. Huh? So that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, it's me too. <laughs> when I when I started, I did start. Yeah, yeah. And it <laughs> never stopped. Yeah, and yeah. I want more and more and more. But I just wish. I would have done it uh, uh, earlier. And some people never even consider buying uh, a property, which I I don't understand. Uh, Why would you want to rent all your life? Um, 
and you know just calculate how much rent you spent in 20 years you know you could pay but i think it's also off. being the fact that you're afraid because it just seems such a lot of responsibility and i was afraid i was very course, afraid but i understand but you have to get oof. over that uh, step because exactly if you look at rational the numbers of what you're paying to somebody for rent versus what you pay for the mortgage i actually have a colleague at work i don't know if she's listening or she's going to recognize herself you know <laughs> and uh, you know she's a girl in her in her uh, 20s And um, she did the steps. She was very courageous. You know, she uh, works in the hospitality. She's not from Spain. Uh, she's originally, I think, from Belgium or from Holland. Holland. And... Uh, She did that, you know, she she kind of, you know, she she sat down and, you know, she's not an investor or, you know, she she loves traveling. She but she looked at the numbers and she saw how much money she's putting into the rent. And, and she went for that and she got the property. Clever. And I'm very, very proud of her, you know, and, yeah. and uh, the way that she uh, she handled it. And now she said that she pays less on the mortgage than she would ever pay on the on renting the property. Plus, she has an opportunity to rent out the extra room, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm the mortgage rate I pay for my house is is probably a quarter of what I would pay in rent for my house. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it just makes sense. But funny enough, I remember, and we didn't even know each other back then, but it must have been, I don't know, maybe even 10 years ago when you bought um, that first apartment in Upper Elviria. I, I got to know that you bought this. I don't even know how and why, but I thought, hold on, how old is she? And you were... Probably, yeah, that was 2016, I think, the one on 2000, the Upper Elviria. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and I thought, oh, whoa, clever. She's so clever. She's buying a property. I remember you bought yeah. it off the bank and I didn't even know you then. And I already thought, oh, well, it's very wise to, to do that. Yeah, But that was, was the time when I didn't... But obviously, you know, in you know, all what fairness, was my advantage because I knew the area, and thanks to the fact that I've been working in the area for the past by by that time, I think I've been living in the area for let's say about six years. I had rented in most of the organizations, so I know yeah, also you, which organizations you know I liked and didn't like. And funny enough, with that department. I was like, no, immediately, no, because I never lived in the urbanization. And I, I thought, oh, my God, it's so far away. I don't no, want to even go it. and see it. No, and then right. when I went to see it, I changed my mind. But maybe coming back to the to the tips and tricks about choosing the property, what do you check in the property? Once you find the property and you go inside, do you have a checklist of what you look, if it's working, what's the kind of things that you should be Yes, of course. Uh, whether you buy as an investment or you buy for yourself, there are a few things you should check. Okay, like for example, check if the uh, air condition is working. Very important because changing an air conditioning can, can cost, cost you, you money. Know, yeah, you know, and four to ten thousand euros, I would say even. Yeah, it and if it doesn't work, one. not a bad thing. It gives you a better position, maybe to negotiate or make the yeah. vendor pay for that. Yeah, um, the same uh, windows, doors, if they open without any problem, flush the toilet also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's important. Important that it works. Um, check the the water pressure from the t uh, from the tap. See see how that is. For example, in my the first apartment I bought, it's like, uh, it, do you know Kercher? You know where you clean your car with. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. the kind of water pressure we have in this apartment, oh, wow. uh, which is good, but it also leads to a lot of water consumption. <laughs> Um, check for humidity. That is very important. very important. Very important. If you see some humidity marks on the wall and they are dry, it doesn't mean that there is it, it's it's any bad. Okay, it it can be nothing. It can just be a repaint, or the apartment has been closed for a long time, or the house. But that is important to check. And if you feel that there could be some issues, get a builder, get a survey done. Yeah, yeah. very very. Hundred percent because I think that's. Uh 
from the history of renting different apartments. Uh, I've lived in apartments that I've seen so many humidity issues over here. And the reason being because the constructions, the way that yeah, they built, they don't use the isolation over yeah, here, okay. right? So especially with the winters that have uh, more rain, um, you can end up uh, in, in uh, serious humidity issues. It's just something that you need to consider. And then when you buy the property and you have to do a small uh, renovation or to, to, you know, even cosmetically to, to get it ready for the rental, if there is humidity issues, you could then do it. Yeah. You know, because the worst thing yeah. that you discover it like six months later when the property is rented and then you have to start oh, all God. over again. You know? But best time to buy a property is uh, after the rainy season, if it, <laughs> if it, if it ever rains here again. Yeah. But uh, if it rains for two weeks, yeah, then it's a good time to view properties because if then they you can't see any humidity, it's usually uh, quite safe. Although there was there can always be internal pipe issues which lead to humidity uh, uh, problem. Also, walk around the neighborhood and the community Um Check out if the pool is open. You know, I know communities where the pool is closed and then the agent might tell you, oh, it's under a reform. But in fact, it's an illegal pool and it never has been open. So things yeah. like that should be checked because if you buy an apartment uh, in a community where there's no pool, it might be a little bit more difficult to rent out. And again, that's the information that you would definitely come across in the community meeting minutes because this yeah. is a source of knowledge, you know. Yeah, funny enough, um, this is not something on the high priority list what my clients ask, mm -hmm. but they should because yeah. in the I think it gives you so much insight yeah. to because what's happening yeah, in the correct. community what has been fixed what is the reoccurring uh, issues what is the arguments even when it comes to the paperwork and very important if there is how much debt in the community mm -hmm. um, if there is a lot of people that don't pay the community fees if mm -hmm. there is a lot of open court cases so there is always some but I think uh, it's yeah, just but it's such a, an invaluable source and it gives yeah. you such a clear picture of reading it yourself as yeah. well you know I mean the good thing is with the position now everyone is in there usually very little depths in the community mm -hmm. and commun communities are much healthier than 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. But it's, you know, the, it's always good to check everything. Yeah. Anything right. else that comes to your mind? Um, you know, we've been, I've been saying like everyone should buy. Obviously, it sounds like we have millions <laughs> on our <laughs> accounts and I just want to make we sure that's not the case. But um <laughs> You know, and it takes time and it took me a lot of time to save up money to buy my, my, my first property. But I think and give it as an advice to especially the younger generations, um, you know, save up a little bit, bit by bit, every 50 years per month help. And uh, you will be grateful for your own four. How do we say that in German? Your own four walls, yeah, your yeah. own property. I look forward to digging a little bit more into your new purchase because I think one of the things that uh, we're going to also do a little bit more detail is open up uh, about our own portfolios. And uh, we talk with Camilla and once the, the deal is done, we're happy to discuss the, the purchase price, the cost of the operating the property. And by the time she has decided also what to do to kind of walk you through the different uh, uh, thought processes, uh, what uh, Camilla went through to identify the best course of action for this uh, particular property. And then share these all these insights with you on, on uh, one of the episodes and 
and, and have a discussion about it on the Facebook group. So Yeah, I'm happy to be transparent about that because I think um, our personal stories we can just share and give good advice to our listeners. Now I'm off to a well, I think, well-deserved holiday uh, break. Um, and I'm looking forward to continue this podcast with my lovely co-host Gretel. It's much fun, I have to say. In the beginning, yeah. we were a little bit nervous, but I think we get more relaxed and we really enjoy it. And we are really uh, had fantastic feedback from you guys. So thank you very much for that. And yes. we've been looking forward to hear your stories. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.